Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Moto Convo, the motocross and supercross-based podcast. This is typically the part where I shout out my sponsors, Tag Metals, Duver Snowplowing, but we added Henson Racing to the mix, so I gotta shout them all three out now in a creative way, and obviously say thank you, I'm very grateful for your support, but I gotta come up with a new way to do it. So yeah, let's get into the podcast. Supercross. <laughs> Supercross update episode. And that's literally what I named this as I took notes down in my phone. So, uh, I guess that's what we'll call this one. But uh, basically, <clears throat> we're already three weeks in. Is anyone else, like, is time flying by for anyone else? Like, actually, tomorrow is four weeks in because of Oakland tonight, which I'm not going to see because uh, NBC is running the <clears throat> IMSA Daytona race. Uh, so, shout out to them. Because, honestly, the time I had allotted to watching the race tonight is now me recording this. So, in a way, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> but, I just want to do a season update on the Supercross. I was thinking about it afterwards, doing like I did for the Moto season, or the beginning of the Moto season, doing uh, each weekly update. But, I didn't know... That was something I really wanted to not even commit to, but if I thought that would be a useful or a good idea. Um, if anything, if I do go back to doing weekly um, reviews or updates, then probably mostly um, kind of like I did before where it was mostly opinion-based, but obviously um, to kind of get on here and recap everything that's going on, or not even that much, but recap the... Uh, winner or the top five or top 10 or whatever. Um, If I wanted to keep doing that, if it really made sense to just uh, hash it back out, like uh, um, most media sites um, have already done, but we will see. But I want to obviously get the three weeks kind of caught up before Oakland, um, which will be, I will watch Sunday. Um, So I took a bunch of notes. I'm going to try to get through this episode. It's going to try to not make this episode at 30 minutes. Um, so, <clears throat> before we get into Supercross, let's discuss on something else I'm very excited about, MXGP, MXGP, uh, Hurlings, Jeffrey Hurlings, number 84, he's, uh, just went on, he just, he has just underwent surgery for a, uh, practice crash, he, um, from the sounds of it, hurt his foot, I'm pretty sure they said his right foot, I just put foot. I'm a terrible note taker, but, uh, he had surgery for his foot from a practice crash. Um, but I'm sure, uh, well, I would hope at least that he'll be uh, ready to go. The, uh, first race is March 10th for the MXGP season. And of course, as you guys know, from last year, I'm really, really excited for the MXGP season. Um, I know Cairoli is going to be, well, um, Knock on wood, if that's uh, something you, uh, if you're uh, superstitious like that, but, but knock on wood that Cairoli's healthy, and a lot of the other guys, I haven't seen any updates yet that they are not healthy, but hopefully Hurling can get back on it. Um, I think he broke his collarbone two years ago, last year. I'm honestly not sure. I'm fairly new to the MXGP season, or keeping up with that. I've always known of Cairoli, but... Anyways, yes, um, Hurlings uh, is injured with a foot. Uh, was 
Can I talk? Can I just learn to talk? Just once. He has hurt his foot, and he's had surgery. He will be back. <laughs> and uh, uh, Paul's Jonas is also back. Um, um, I was following him on Instagram, and I saw that he's back on the bike uh, riding for Husky. So uh, I think it'll be cool to see him and Prada will go back at it again. This year. No, 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 wait. Uh, is Jonas? Yeah, Jonas is on 450, I think. I just got to pull up Instagram real quick and uh, try and remember. Actually, I'll just Google it, but I'm not going to use Bixby or... Uh... <laughs> okay, Google now because I've never been very good at it. My voice is not clear enough, I guess, for the phone to pick it up. Um, um... Yeah. Yeah, he'll be riding the 450 class. Um, from what I'm reading right now, anyways. Um, either way, I think it'll be cool to see uh, um, him back on the bike. It would have been cool to see another rematch of him and Prado after Prado uh, took the title away from last year. But either way, it'll be nice to have him back. Um, so, yes. Uh, mxgptv.com I'm pretty sure is where to go if you are interested and really want to follow or keep up with MXGP. Um, I don't know exactly the airing situation um, for each, you know, like DirecTV or Comcast or Mediacom or whoever you have. Um, I don't know how they air it, being that it's uh, international racing, but either way, if you go to MXGP, mxgptv.com um, you will see uh, kind of how you can keep up with that. So, um, since we're talking about injuries, let's continue on as we step back into AMA. Jason Anderson uh, has a broken arm and a broken rib uh, from what I read on Instagram, so he will uh, be out. <clears throat> he will be out, um, I'm going to guess, most of the season, if not all the season, and maybe he's just, he'll just get ready for uh, motocross season, but or outdoor season, I should say. But um, obviously, um, I was excited to see Anderson get back at it this year um but hopefully him and hurlings excuse me <clears throat> hopefully all those guys um best wishes and prayers to you for a fast recovery and we'll get back on the track and uh you'll make my uh job more entertaining <laughs> um obviously I'm a huge hurlings fan and an Anderson fan so uh, it'll be nice to have them back so let's discuss um, I can go into each race a little bit maybe, but I wanted to go over points most, mostly because we're three weeks back. So if I go into each race individually, this episode will be like 45 minutes. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to uh, do no hour-long episode here. So, um, or even 45 minutes if possible. <laughs> but uh, top three for points right now. After Anaheim 2, we had Anaheim 1, uh, Glendale in Arizona, and now... Anaheim 2, and uh, the point situation as of now goes Roxon first, Tomac second, and Cooper Webb is holding down that third spot um, for the, I guess, what would be the third podium. I'm going off the podium. I, I thought about listing the top five, but um, uh, we'll go off the top three for now, and I'm sure we'll revisit this as the season goes on, but um, 
I've wrote down I've wrote down some surprises or notes that kind of like I said before earlier and just like as you're listening right now I kind of want to get more into opinion based stuff um, obviously still supplying facts like this person did this or this person finished here or their lap time was this but uh, just kind of getting more opinion based from me but also from you if you guys are uh, interested in leaving feedback and uh, trying to make this more of a discussion between you and I the listener and the podcaster podcastee well you would be the podcastee I would be the podcaster right either way so um the biggest surprise for me Anaheim one was a mud race that's not a surprise to me um Anaheim one is typically mud race just because California seems uh, to get rain around that time frame um, around January it just seems to happen um, maybe I'm just remembering history wrong <laughs> but Anaheim has typically been a mud race not a mud race but just a wetter track just because obviously it's it's an open stadium um, but uh, that's not the big point for me the biggest surprise for me was um, how the going to try and tread lightly here, how the biggest names, so to speak, or the most talked about names, I should say, um, didn't, they didn't do, they weren't like sticking out as much as, like maybe I thought they might have. Um, so the biggest being Tomac, um, in a way, maybe me and I'm sure many other people expected him to just come out and just start clicking off the victories, but obviously that isn't the case now that uh, Anaheim 2 has passed. He has won the main event there, and he did it pretty convincingly. I think he was riding great that night. But either way, um, I feel like the most talked about guys weren't um, riding hmm. maybe how I expected. Uh, those top three or four being Muskan, Anderson, Tomac, and Roxon. Um, but... Guys like uh, AP, Aaron Plessinger, and uh, Cooper Webb. Obviously, Cooper Webb did excellent. No, 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 wait. Back up, Kevin. Yeah, Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb did excellent um, at the Triple Crown. And uh, Roxon also, I really think, was uh, picking back up. And obviously, Glendale also. The little battle between Anderson and Roxon. I thought that um, Roxon really could have had that win. If it, especially if it wasn't for, well, I would, yeah, I would say if it wasn't for the restart, Roxon probably would have had that, but obviously Stewart crashed. Um, I left that out because I wanted to get to it later, but um, obviously with the restart, Anderson was right behind him, and I, it didn't seem like Roxon was holding the same pace as prior to. Um, maybe he was um, based off lap times, but just as a as a viewer, it didn't seem so. And Anderson, you know hung right on to him until he uh, kind of chopped inside of him there on that final turn before the uh, finish line. But, um, obviously, I'm pulling for Roxon for the championship, like I've said before, and like I'm pretty sure I said last episode. Either way, um, that kind of surprised me. It took me off guard. Um, mostly Tomac, just because I'm like, oh, like kind of what the industry talk is, I, sh- I guess I could say, that... You know, you kind of expect Tomac to just get out there and just, just womp on him. You know what I mean? Um, so, obviously, um, kind of that, but also, kind of like I mentioned before, not I, I won't say the smaller guys, but the less talked about guys. Um, so, like Barsha, went in A1. Um, apparently, Barsha is killer in the mud, 
and uh, he proved it again at A1, uh, being that it was raining for the whole 450 main. Um, I think he just did, he showed again that he's an excellent mud rider, and he's super consistent. Um, he had a pretty bad get-off um, at A2, but um, either way, uh, it looked like from what I read, he was going to be back at Oakland, which is awesome to see because the more stacked the field is, the better the racing is, right? So, uh, my last note for surprises here was uh, <laughs> Tomac pulling an RV2. The reason I said uh, Tomac's pulling a Ryan Villapoto is because, what year was it? Uh, was it 11? 2011? I don't think it was 2012. Yeah, it was 2011, I think, that... Uh, Villapoto came back from his crash in 2010. I think I have my history right. I think so. But uh, he didn't do so hot coming out. But um, obviously he won the championship that year. And uh, he caught back up. And uh, he he started clicking off the wins, um, if I'm remembering the correct year. But either way, that was the uh, one of the notes that I made that Tomac seemed to start kind of slow. But it looks like now he's picking up his pace. And I'm interested interested to see Oakland how that's going to play out, how that's going to go. Um, before I get into uh, some other tracks, um, Malcolm Stewart. I was going to include him in kind of like the injury update list, but uh, he uh, broke his femur at Glendale in that whoop section. And I thought it was... I commented this on one of the Insta videos I saw, but if it wasn't for that last whoop in that section... That would have been one of the great, coolest or greatest saves I've seen in the whoops. Um, maybe in Supercross history. Obviously, uh, both the Stewarts have always been phenomenal in the whoop section. And he was proving it again that night. He was definitely the fastest going through the whoops. And uh, he just got kicked off a little bit. And uh, if you see the crash video of him uh, coming straight on, straight towards you at full speed... You can really, it really gives you an idea how far the bike kicked out and he saved it. And it was just the little bit that he was too far forward. The last two whoops kicked him forward, but that last whoop was what really caught his front forks and the front tire. It obviously flipped him into the uh, uh, triple wheel tap triple there. Um, so obviously prayers and uh, best wishes to him getting back on the bike and healing up. But uh, I was just going to say, I think that was that was almost the coolest save I've ever seen in a whoop section. Um, I wanted to also discuss tracks. Um, obviously, like I said before, Anaheim 1 was a mud race. And obviously Glendale is a closed stadium, so it was a dry race in Anaheim 2. Um they said they were going to get some rain, but the track didn't look too bad. Um, it did maybe look a little sticky or tacky, but uh, it was still good race, and it wasn't by any means a mud race or even as wet as uh, A1 was. But either way, um, I'm not... I said this in the first episode. I'm pretty sure not the first episode. Well, yeah, the first 2019 Supercross episode that I'm not a huge fan of Anaheim. I don't know what it is necessarily. Um, I think the stadium's cool. I think that... Um, it provides for a different level of racing being that it's open. And um, obviously, as you can see, around January, typically, um, 
expecting rain around that time. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe the dirt or the track setup or layout. I don't know what it is, but Anaheim just never really... Even when I was growing up and it was like the two, the last of the two-stroke era, like the GOAT era, with uh, Stuart, Stuart Carmichael and Reed, uh, 259, 22, and number four, when they're all in the two-strokes, even then, like, like Anaheim 1 was the hi- the hypest race I've ever seen. And then, it's even then, like, I don't know, it was, Anaheim's never been a track that I've really liked, I guess. I don't know, I don't want to sound like I'm uh, smacking on or hating Anaheim. Uh, because, like I said before, it's, I mean, it's cool and it provides a different level of racing. Um, but it's just, I, I was just more excited for Glendale. Maybe, maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, plus, myself personally, um, this kind of goes back to what I said about the designations this year. Would I prefer dry tracks just because you see more, like, it makes for more typically interesting racing. So, like, people can, you know, kind of hang with each other better. Um, speeds are definitely higher than in the mud because it's not as slick. You have traction. Um, and mud is kind of an equalizer in a way. Well, I guess not really. Well, eh, kind of in a way. If you're good in the mud, you're good in the mud. But if you're not, you're not. <laughs> um, but I think dry tracks just uh, supply some better racing. Um, and so maybe that's why I don't like Anaheim as much. I still like it. I'm just digging myself a hole here, so so we're just gonna change subjects. But uh, either way, um, I loved the layout in Glendale. I thought that was really cool. Um, the track layout was interesting, but new in the same way. Um, and I think being such a big stadium, obviously a football stadium for the uh, Cardinals, I think it definitely lends itself to faster racing or anything like that. Like that start straight at Glendale. My goodness, I want to know what gear they were in hitting that first corner. Um, um, but Glendale was more open, bigger, faster. Um, if I had to rank the track layout, just the track layout itself, I would go Glendale first, A1 second, and A2 third. The main reason, I don't know, there were some good parts of A2 also. There was this little section and it was the section where you could jump up and rail it on the outside and kind of step off or you could just stay inside and kind of be at the lower level if you guys remember that corner a2 that was one of the main things i didn't like about the track at a2 but um like i said before um, a1 was awesome i really liked those double that double double kickers um back to back i thought that was cool and it was even cool how they kind of laid it out and made it different so like the 250 guys might single or roll the first one but then double uh the second or the second and third um let's call them hills (laughs) and then single out into the corner and continue on and then glendale like i just said before um that was my favorite track by far but we will see how oakland goes and maybe i'll make a ranking of uh, tracks by the end of the season yeah, I should probably do that. That's a good idea. We'll do that. Um, <laughs> that might be its own individual episode. But um, Oakland is tomorrow. Uh, pulling for K-Rock, obviously. Uh, I think that Tomac got comfy on... Um, uh, I think Tomac got comfy racing at A2. Obviously, he uh, uh, got out at that last... The third main for the Triple Crown. 
and he got out there and he uh, did so. He did. He won pretty commandingly. Um, I think it was six to ten seconds um, above second place. Um, speaking of second place for that race, I'm pretty sure it was Cooper Webb, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cooper Webb. But uh, Cooper Webb really, um, I don't want to say he surprised me because I think all these guys you can definitely expect them to be up uh, racing. And if you doubted um, a lot of a lot of the guys, then um, you definitely uh, would be in, in for a surprise. So I don't want to say he surprised me, but um, his level of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not commitment, uh, maybe tenacity. Um, I should Google that to make sure I'm <laughs> um, uh, saying, I'm using that word correctly, but he just he's really, I don't want to say he's really going for it because it sounds like I wasn't expecting that, but he just the level of uh, diligence. Yeah, diligence. We'll use that word instead of tenacity. I Googled it. Um, and I just as kind of, I guess, diligence to uh, the effort that he put out. He was definitely catching rocks in, uh, in that main. And then obviously um, he passed him right towards the end there. Um, which I would have liked to see Roxon win, but uh, that's racing, right? Um, any other surprises? I wouldn't say I'm surprised by Colt, by Colt Nichols, but obviously uh, for the 250 points, it was Nichols, C.N. Cirillo, and McElrath. Um, but I expected, kind of like Tomac for AC, I expected him to kind of just come out and start clicking him off, and he had some up and, ups and downs so far this season. But... Um, I'm sure AC will be right back at it here. Um, uh, once Oakland hits, I think that he'll be um, a force to be reckoned with for the rest of the season. So, um, 21 minutes, almost 22 minutes isn't too bad, I guess. It's um, half of 45 almost. So, um, I think that's about it. Um, definitely have more episodes coming up. Like I said, I don't know. When, I don't know if I want to keep doing weekly updates like I did for Moto season. Um, especially with trying to catch up with uh, some developed by Duver stuff that I've been working on, uh, like weddings and uh, getting other stuff set up for that. So um, I guess that will do it. Um, hopefully get some more GoPro. If you haven't seen, I got a GoPro Hero Black, Hero 7 Black, and uh, it is just fantastic. <laughs> um, I took it out. If you go to the Moto Convo YouTube page, A, thank you for your support, and B, thank you for your viewership. But you will see, uh, I took it out. We got 13 inches of snow, I think it was two weeks ago, here in Iowa. And I uh, got the uh, ATV out. And uh, thank God for four-wheel drive. <laughs> because uh, 13 inches of snow is nothing to play with when uh, uh, you need some new tires on the quad. But I took the Hero 7 out with a Dango Design mount on my helmet. Had a blast. I cannot wait for racing season to ride with this uh, GoPro. Um, the bad part, something fun, uh, but something bad, I guess, is that I talk to myself now a lot when I'm riding. Well, I was talking to the camera, I should say, but um, I'll probably be used to it, and uh, I won't be able to go back to uh, just riding si silently, actually thinking about what's going on. But uh, we'll see once the moto season hits. I'm sure once uh, we're racing or something like that, it'll change, and I'll be straight focused, and I won't be saying a word. But uh, 
hopefully get some more GoPro footage today. Got to go over and work on my house a little bit um, to fin get finished moving into there and continue this uh, crazy, crazy busy thing called life. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Everyone's got stuff going on. But I've been Kevin Duver, and you've been the podcasties. <laughs> um, uh, just thank you guys all for uh, listening, your support. Like you heard in the little <laughs> sponsorship intro I did, that uh, we got Tag Metals, Duver Snowplowing, and Henson Racing. Also, I uh, have joined the <clears throat> sponsorship list, and I'm very, very thankful. Um, I'm, I just got my clutch covered yesterday, and I'm going to wait. I decided to wait a little bit longer till my uh, clutch definitely blew out. Not definitely blew out. I don't want to shred my engine. <laughs> but uh, I decided to wait a little bit closer to moto season before I got more parts for my clutch. But I definitely need to rebuild that. Um, so thank you to Henson, Tag, and Dover Snowplowing. Um, we will uh, keep this going. So everyone enjoy Oakland. Um, if you watch the Daytona race, that's a long, long race. So, uh, take a little break before you start Oakland so you can, uh, uh, you don't, you don't get worn out on the racing, but, uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.